is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. National Election Night. Why is it National Election? Because of the impact the Virginia vote, as the New Jersey vote, will have on politics going forward. Now, I hope you'll stay here. Nobody covers this better than I. Because every time there's an election, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm here. I'm here. And we are monitoring all the election sites that we think are most reliable, for the actual count that comes in. Not polls and all the rest of it, the actual counts. So my responsibility is to be responsible and to give you the facts. And that's what I will do. The polls in Virginia close in less than one hour. I can tell you right now that when voting began this morning, almost 1.2 million Virginians had already cast ballots by comparison Four years ago, 2.6 million voters turned out for the entire 2017 election. So it appears this is a uh, more substantial turnout than four years ago in the governor's race. Again, to put things in perspective, Terry McAuliffe was supposed to win this race hands down. Almost 100% name ID, former governor. Virginia is now a blue state, not a purple state turning blue. It is a blue state. The Democrats outnumber the Republicans. And the population centers are Democrat, as you might expect. The inner suburbs around Washington, D.C., particularly Fairfax County, the largest of the counties. But as well as my Loudoun County, which had been a Republican county when I moved here some time ago. But it has gone heavily Democrat. And there's a lot at stake here. It's not just the three constitutional offices, governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. But the entire state house is up for election, and the Democrats have a very, very minor majority. But they have used that majority, in addition to the state senate, which has a very, very minor majority, I think of one vote. And they have used that to push a radical agenda. 
a radical agenda when it comes to guns, when it comes to the death penalty, when it comes to all kinds of issues, including critical race theory. And so Yunkin begins as really the, uh, the underdog candidate with a really no-name ID. In many respects, he had to self-fund. And, of course, McAuliffe, a well-known figure throughout the country and certainly in the state, he won the last governorship race by 2.5%, by the skin of his teeth. I suspect, and I don't know, I don't have any inside information, but I, I suspect Yunkin can pull this off. But I also expect it's going to be close. And this is why I've been mentioning over the course of the last two weeks, as soon as it was determined that Mark Elias, the slip-and-fall legal hitman for the Democrat Party, whenever he shows up, Republican wins turn into Democrat wins, that the hiring of him by McAuliffe indicated to me that if it's a close race, that you can expect that kind of litigation. Now, a couple of things you should also know. Virginia passed a law that requires its counties to process absentee ballots before the election. In other words, to count them. So you won't be waiting forever for absentee ballots. On the other hand, mail-in votes that have even today as a postal date, will be counted as late as Friday. Up till Friday, today being Tuesday. There will also be significant votes today. And uh, what it means is we should know, unless it's ultra, ultra close, by around 11, midnight, 1 in the morning, who the likely winner is. We should know. Now what about the early results as they come in? I will be reporting them. But it'll be very, very difficult to unravel those votes. Let me tell you why. More Democrats vote early than Republicans. But what I'm hearing is more Republicans voted early than normal. More Republicans voted early than they normally do. So the Democrats will still have a a larger margin on early votes, may even be significant, but not as big as the margin in 2020 during the presidential election because more Republicans voted early than in the past. So that's, that's another point I wanted to mention to you. Uh, it's believed that McAuliffe, excuse me, it's believed that Youngkin will need anywhere from 55 to 57 percent of the vote today. Now I mention that because there's still 47 minutes left to vote in the state of Virginia. So if you're listening to me in your cars, and many of you are, or if you're at the dinner table and you figure out, what the hell, the weather's not that great, it's kind of damp out there, it's getting chilly, my vote won't matter, let me, let me tell you something, your vote is going to matter. It's going to matter more than this year, than most years, because Yunkin still needs a significant majority of the vote today, on election day, on the traditional day, election day. So I would strongly encourage you folks who are in your cars, listening to me, all over the state of Virginia, I would encourage you folks who are sitting in offices, having late meetings, to cut the meetings. Those of you who have already sat down for dinner, drop what you're doing and get to your polling place as quickly as you possibly can. Once you're in line, once you're in line, you get the vote. 
Once you're in line, you get to vote. And so I would encourage people who are going to vote for Yunkin and that whole slate to do so very, very quickly, as you have about 46 minutes of time. Also, uh, they're processing uh, the mail-in votes prior to the close of the polls. But as I said, there's also votes that will be showing up later that they'll be counting as well. Now, the rural counties tend to vote, obviously, significantly more Republican than Democrat. And their votes tend to come in earlier than the more populated areas. So you're going to have the early votes. You're going to have some, you know, significant number of the rural votes coming in. And so, again, I would not, you know, draw conclusions too early on. There'll be some counties in some areas that will be watched very, very carefully. For instance, Loudoun County, Virginia, which is now a heavy Democrat county, to see if enough Democrats switch over to the Republican Party. The most populous county in Virginia, as you know, is Fairfax County, right outside of Washington. 20 years ago, by the way, it was a Republican county. Ten years ago, Loudoun County was a Republican county. I can just show you what happens over a relatively short period of time. And people will be looking at Fairfax County, too, both the turnout and the suggested uh, early voting to try and draw conclusions from that. But we will have the actual vote starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we will be watching this as closely as anybody. I've been doing this a very, very long time. You don't have to be trained in this to do it. Just remember, I've been an activist a very, very long time. I can remember in 2004, Mr. Producer can vouch for this, when they had these early indications coming in that uh, John Kerry had won Pennsylvania by 16%. Remember that, Rich? And I said on air, that's not right. That's not even possible. And of course, he didn't, and it wasn't possible. So I look at none of that stuff. I don't look at any of that stuff, and we're close enough to getting actual numbers to be able to make an actual determination. Now, why is this important to the whole country, not just the Commonwealth of Virginia? I think it's quite obvious. The press, the politicians, the so-called experts are going to draw conclusions from this race that will affect the Biden agenda, that will affect the operations in Congress, and will affect the midterms to some extent. That's why it's important. And that's why I'm saying McCulloch was supposed to win this race in a runaway, runaway election. And I would state that if even it's close, close, either way, that it wasn't supposed to be, that it clearly wasn't supposed to be. I'm not, I'm not here trying to, uh, to create, uh, you know, reduce expectations and so forth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I live in this state, and I very much want the Republicans to win. Because the Democrats are out of their minds. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. 
The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number. 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. Now, there's a big election in New Jersey, too, and I'm not going to give it short shrift. Those polls close at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And in New York, those polls close at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you live in any of those states, and by the way, there's mayoral races all over the country and so forth. You know what's going on in your own communities. It's not hard to vote, folks. It's really not. It's easier now than ever. It's just very, very important to do it. Now, many of you have voted already, right? Have you asked your neighbors or family members or friends? Because that's what we do to fight American Marxism. That's what we do. We take responsibility for what's happening in our own communities so we don't have to regret the outcomes so we don't have to regret the outcomes. We are an army of millions. If each of us just takes some responsibility, even at this late hour, it can make the difference. And some of these races might be close. The gubernatorial race in New Jersey might be close. We have our buddy Curtis Sliwa in New York City. And by every indication, Virginia is going to be very close. All three of these states are blue states. All three of them. So it's important that we get out more people than they get out. And by the way, a 50% turnout is considered a big turnout. That means at least half the people are sitting at home. So if we get 55% or 58% turnout, under those circumstances, if that's what takes place, then we win whether it's a blue state or not. Now, Republicans count more on voting the day of the election than Democrats do. So it's more important that Republicans or independents or Democrats who are supporting Yunkin and Virginia and the Republicans in these other areas, that they turn out, that you turn out now. Now. And as I say, many of you can hear me in all of these states, 
We have a massive reach. You can hear me in all of these states. Now's the time to do it. In Virginia, if you're going to vote for Yunkin and you live in Fairfax County, Prince Williams County, Arlington, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, Loudoun County, Virginia, the counties that encircle Washington, D.C., Fauquier County, all the other counties, you must turn out. You must turn out, even in Democrat counties. Fauquier is not Democrat, but you understand what I mean. Loudoun, Fairfax, Prince William, Arlington, Alexandria, and so forth. If you turn out in big numbers, you will reduce the gap in these counties where the Democrats typically run away, and you will bring a victory to the Republican lineup. In the Republican areas where you can hear me all over the state of Virginia and New Jersey and New York, if the traditional Republican areas turn out in mass, more than typically, you will contribute to the victory as well. You will contribute to the victory as well. Particularly in off-year elections, turnout is everything. Turnout is everything. Even in blue states. I've seen upsets before. I've seen it before. There's no reason to lose Virginia. There's no reason we can't pick off the governorship and more in New Jersey. And fight like hell in New York for all these slots. There's no reason. And this is very important. So much is at stake, folks. So much is at stake. And even though I said, and even though I understand, that the closeness of the vote will be noticed, even though they'll lie about it, should the Republicans lose, the closeness of the vote will be noticed. But a victory is even better, far more important. Because that's not up for interpretation. A victory is a victory. And here's the thing. Think about this. We all know that Yunkin would be a better governor than McAuliffe. We all know this. We all know that Murphy is a lousy governor. Lousy. You got the highest taxes in the country in New Jersey. We all know that the Democrat Party ruling New York particularly the urban areas, are a disaster. They've destroyed businesses. People are leaving New York to go to Florida and so forth. You need to reverse these things. So you need to march to your precincts now. Virginia, you got a half hour. New Jersey, you have an hour and a half. New York, you have two and a half hours. And cities all over the country, you know who you are. Today's the day, not tomorrow today. And let's not leave it to Mark Elias and the other hitmen lawyers, the sleazeballs out there, to go in front of some jerk judge to try and steal an election because it's too close. We can make a difference, America. And we need to make that difference today. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. If you are a Levinite, if you're a constitutional conservative, I'm going to implore you to vote. If you're in the state of Virginia, you have 26 minutes to get in line. Now is not the time, now is not the time to think about it, now is not the time to wonder if your vote counts, now is the time to vote. We wait for this day, we always talk about it with each other, this massive town hall meeting, national town hall meeting, there are people all over the country watching this wishing that they could vote, Levinites in every corner of this country, saying, gee, if it were up to me, I would vote in two seconds, right? It falls on the shoulders of the people of Virginia, New Jersey, and New York. But I'm focused on Virginia because the polling place closes in 25 minutes. Once again, if you hear me and you're in your vehicle, on Route 95, on Route 66, on Route 81... On Route 29, oh, I know them all. Wherever you are, on the Dulles Toll Road, on Route 7, on Route 9, whatever you're doing, get your ass over to your precinct as fast as you can. As fast as you can. We need a Levin surge. A Levin surge in the next 24 minutes. Just get in line. A Levin surge. Election day is today. On an odd year election as we have in Virginia and some of these other states, New Jersey and so forth. Depending on where you live, you know if you have elections or not. It's the same thing. The same exact thing. Crucially important. Or the schools are going to continue to be destroyed. The union thugs will continue to control the classroom. The school boards will get cockier than they already are. In Washington, the spin will go on with the Washington media, the Washington politicians, Biden spokes idiots, and on and on and on that this is a demonstration of a rejection of the opposition no matter how close the vote is. We will fight that, of course. 
But victory is important. Victory is crucial. And so that's what we're talking about here. Liberty, private property rights, true history, Americanism, who controls the public school system, a rejection of massive inflation, massive deficit spending, a rejection of open borders and illegal immigration, a rejection of AOC and, and her crowd, the American Marxists, and a rejection of racism, critical race theory. And even as of this morning, the media were lying about this. They were lying at CBS and ABC and NBC. They were lying on the Joe Scarborough show on MSNBC. They've been lying in the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, telling you that critical race theory is not being taught, when in fact, the physical evidence of the books, the physical evidence of the dictates to the teachers and the educational bureaucrats, is indisputable. And of course, parents, your eyes are not lying, your ears are not lying, the media are lying. The same media that pushed the Russia collusion hoax. The same media that covered up Hunter Biden. The same media that pushed a phony whistleblower and wouldn't reveal his name when he came to Ukraine. The same media that doesn't go down to the border. The same media that protected and covered up for Joe Biden when he had an allegation, at least as worse as Cuomo did, about raping a former staffer, Tara Reid. And the same media that covered up Joe Biden's mental decline. That media is rooting for Terry McAuliffe and Murphy and all the Democrats up and down the coast. That media is telling you critical race theory is not being pushed when in fact the President of the United States signed at least two executive orders to enshrine it in the United States military with federal workers, federal contractors and throughout the federal bureaucracy. When state schools are being imposed upon by their boards of education and their governors all across the country to teach this filth, this racism, they're the media. I've told you there's not a dime's worth of difference between these American Marxist movements and the American media that celebrate them. The American media is behind critical race theory. They're just schizophrenic about it. First, they want you to believe it's not taught. Then they defend it. Well, which is it? It's both. They don't care if they're inconsistent. They're liars. They're corrupt. That's who they are. That's who they're going to be. Take back your schools. Take back your communities. Take back your history. Defend. Defend what is yours. Regardless of your race. The Democrat Party has abandoned you as it has so many. It's gone off the cliff. It's gone off the edge. And there's absolutely no excuse, no excuse whatsoever for any Republican, any independent, and any moderate to conservative Democrat, or any parent who loves their children, or any grandparent who loves their grandchildren, no excuse whatsoever to fail to vote today in states where you have a say, in states where you can finally put your foot down. They wish they could do this all over the country, but it's left to you. It's left to you. There's no excuse. 
whatsoever. None. There should be almost 100% voting by those who love this country. Who love their children and grandchildren. 100%. If you're an independent, now's the time to demonstrate it. Stand up against this system. If you're a moderate to conservative Democrat, demonstrate it. Because indoctrinating your children on racism or transgenderism and all kinds of isms, that's not what we want from our school systems. Not at all. Send a message to your state capital. Send a message to our national capital. Send a message to everybody. Only you can do that. Everybody's wondering what you're going to do. We have young men and women overseas in one hellhole after another defending our liberty. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, give or take. Putting everything on the line, including their lives, their futures. Their family every night wonders what's going to happen to them. And all you have to do is vote. We have two wars going on in this country at the same time. The rise of China, which clearly wants military dominance. Military efforts by Russia, which wants military dominance. The effort by the Iranian regime to get nuclear warheads on their intercontinental ballistic missiles. The efforts by North Korea to do the same thing. But then here at home, we have this American Marxist movement that is destroying us from within, so we can't even stand up to these foreign threats because of the threat from within. This isn't about socialism, this is about Marxism. This isn't about race, this is about Marxism. It's bleeding throughout our public schools. You are subsidizing it through your property taxes. The Democrat Party's gone. The old Democrat Party's gone. If you're an old Democrat, it's gone. It's left you. You don't believe in what they believe in. Just think about it. You can see what Biden's doing to the country. You can see the borders are wide open to illegal immigrants. Nobody who loves their country would open the border to anybody who wants to come in, criminals, sex offenders, killers, MS-13. You haven't heard a single Democrat running for office this round, certainly not McAuliffe, denouncing it. Instead, he brings Biden into Virginia, rubs your noses in it. Look at the price of fuel. It's ridiculous. Didn't have to be. Look at the price of food. Look at the empty shelves in grocery stores. Nothing's going right in this country right now. Nothing. The idea that some of you may stay home and not vote really is appalling. Shocking. When you consider what's at stake. Everything's at stake. Everything. I understand these are blue states. So what? That shouldn't determine whether you and your family and your friends and your neighbors vote or not. The country's watching and the country's praying that you do the right thing and you do it immediately. Because in Virginia, you have 15 minutes to get in line. 
Stick here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Don't forget, New Jersey, you got to get out and vote, New York. Folks, again, if you're in Virginia, you have 10 minutes to get to the precincts. If you're in line, stay in line. It's not a big deal for you to stay in line or to get to the precincts. It is a big deal if you fail to do it. I mean, it's very important. We cannot have sunshine soldiers here. We just can't. It's too critical. It's too critical. And so, folks, this is the situation. With minutes left in Virginia, we will, of course, have complete coverage, because that's what I do. We'll have complete coverage. Uh, we will be monitoring all the, the real-time uh, voting count sites uh, provided by the state of Virginia, among other places, in order to keep track of this. I will be doing it. Mr. Call Screener will do it. Mr. Producer, of course, will be doing it. We all three do this. And this is what we do in every election cycle, off-year election, odd-year election, or the big tuna. And so we will see how this goes. And I want you to keep something in mind. There was a big push by the media in the last 48 hours to lie about critical race theory, whether it was MSNBC or NBC, CBS and ABC, and of course the Washington Post, which is the newspaper for Northern Virginia for the left whereas the Washington Examiner and Washington Times are the newspaper for regular people who actually are thinking people. As I say, the numbers will begin to come in. The polls close in less than seven minutes. And I hope as many people who are voting the right way have gotten to their precincts and are voting now or in line or have already voted and have brought people with them. Because this is very, very, very important. We know Terry McAuliffe has hired Mark Elias, the uh, top legal hitman for the Democrat Party, who tries to steal elections from Republicans. He's got big support in the media, like Media Matters and Mediaite, two uh, hardcore left reprobate operations, if there ever were any, as well as most of the rest of the media. But we have our eye on this. We had our eye on this early on. Hopefully it won't matter. Hopefully the results will be strong enough. I'm looking at some early information, and it looks like Yunkin held the vast majority of the Trump vote and also pulled in much of the Republican support uh, where the Trump vote uh, support was uh, soft. Uh, Looks like he's done better than some in the past in the suburbs uh, and in rural areas. That said, there's more Democrats than Republicans. The question is whether he will reach the threshold on election day votes 
of 55 to 57 percent. This is what the experts are saying and so forth of the majority of the vote. The early vote uh, was, you know, the Democrats won the early vote. There's no question that they will. Uh, But it won't be as big of a gap as in the past because it appears that Republicans turned out uh, more than they typically do. That said, what's, what, I, what I'm suggesting is it's going to be tight. Uh, although I give, the, I give the win to Yunkin, but it doesn't matter who I give the win to. Because we need to see the outcomes. And we need to see how this, this election was handled in, in certain counties, particularly Fairfax and maybe even Loudoun. And if we see that Democrats migrated over to the Republican in places like Loudoun and Fairfax and some of these other counties, that would be a very, very positive sign, of course. So I just want you to know we're going to cover this comprehensively. We're going to take a short break. At the top of the hour, we will be back. It's going to be impossible to call somebody. The moment we come back, or when the clock hits 7 on the eastern coast, Uh, But we will be on top of it, analyzing it as best as we possibly can. So stick with us, folks. If you're in line voting, don't leave. You get the vote no matter what. And I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, By the way, voter turnout in New York City is pretty low. And so you have almost two more hours to vote there. That's how you sneak up on an opponent, right, Mr. Producer? If you can turn your base out, because the Democrats just assume they have that in the bag. We have no results yet at 7.06 p.m. Eastern Time out of the Virginia race. Uh, It is too close to call as... As people suspect, nobody, nobody has enough information to make any um, conclusion of any kind. Nobody. So anybody who does is a phony and a fraud and a uh, fake. And so we don't either. And so so while we're waiting for returns to come in, and we're here, I am on the state site, we are looking. I want to show you how the media lied about critical race theory right up to today to try and discourage people from voting for Yunkin. Hat tip newsbusters, cut one, go. This election has become the latest to weaponize something called critical race theory. Critical race theory is kind of, it's become the new dog whistle, except you can actually hear it, so it's not really a dog whistle. Yeah, let's start there. Critical race theory not taught in Virginia schools. But it does show that Republicans are good. It's dishonest. It's, it's not a good faith argument, but they are talented at branding. They're talented at making an election about certain issues, even if they don't have any basis in reality. One key issue for Youngkin, opposition to the teaching of critical race theory in schools. The curriculum is 
not taught in Virginia schools, and McAuliffe has called the tactic a racist dog whistle. What he calls critical race theory, even though it's not taught in Virginia schools. And the notion that critical race theory is being taught in Virginia classrooms. A lot of these voters, Chris, weren't able to exactly articulate what that means. A lot of them believe that critical race theory is being taught in the schools. They don't like that, but it's really not on the curriculum in Virginia. Critical race theory that is not taught in public schools in Virginia. But critical race theory is not taught in Virginia K through 12 schools. Critical race theory, as we know, isn't taught in Virginia schools. There's no evidence it's been taught in public schools. It is not taught in any Virginia high school. It's not taught in public schools. This is a post-factual error. It doesn't matter that it isn't taught in Virginia schools. It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon and we've got to do something about it. We being white voters. A Fox News investigation has found the Virginia Department of Education recommended a controversial book in March 2020 to all stakeholders as part of its Ed Equity VA. On page 11, Love writes, lastly, teachers must embrace theories such as critical race theory. Uh, it's absolutely taught in Virginia. In fact, Terry McAuliffe promoted uh, critical race theory to all public schools when he was last governor in 2015. And it goes on and on and on how the media just keep lying. And the parents know it. And so they targeted the parents with the FBI and the Department of Justice and all the rest. Absolutely unbelievable. So the question is, what's the consequence for this? And we don't know yet. No, no, uh, no calculations are in yet. We're keeping an eye on everything. Trust me on this. And we have two strong hours to go here. Now, there was an independent mom, she's she's registered independent, Dana Jackson, and she was on the uh, PBS NewsHour yesterday. Here's what she said. Cut five, go. You're a swing voter. Yeah, I'm a swing voter. I'm the person that politicians sort of love and hate. Dana Jackson, whose daughter is now in high school, is an independent. She's voting Republican this year, and she sees others like her. I have some friends that are Democrats who have never voted right in their life. And this time they voted every red box they could find. Now we will see the consequences of this. Remember now, Virginia is a blue state. The Democrats heavily outnumber the Republicans. It happened in a base, basically a 10 to 12 year period that quickly. And you can see it happening in other states. Why do you think the border's wide open? Because they're turning red states blue. Amy Simone, another Loudoun County mother, she was on CNN today. Let's hear what she had to say. Cut six, go. Amy Simone, she's a resident of Loudoun County for more than 20 years. Amy, you told me a short time ago the issue that's driving you out here, maybe more than any other, is the education issue. What specifically is concerning to you? Because I know that's a big issue here in Loudoun County. Glenn Youngkin has kind of latched onto that as far as protecting students and parent involvement. What are your thoughts? Well, um, my kids, I had all three of them were in Loudoun County schools, and they all had some learning issues. And so the communication between the teachers and I were really, really important. um, and so that was one of the issues that, that really drove me. And, um, yeah, the other thing with the safety, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. kids should not feel unsafe in a school. There was a sexual assault here in Loudoun County. We should put it in the context here. Uh, and Loudoun County school board officials were accused of mishandling that. There was a lot of misinformation, though, put out in various outlets about that. But you feel school safety and parental involvement are just key things. And, and this is you, you said you voted for Yunk, and you think that he's the right candidate regarding that, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yep, that is correct. So the issue will be 
if there's enough mothers and fathers, parents, who have done that, and others. Folks outside of Virginia, you may not be aware of this. Terry McAuliffe is a leftist. He's a leftist. He's not a moderate Democrat. He is a leftist. And so this is why he supports every single policy that Joe Biden put in place. And I will tell you this. If Youngkin does not win, and McAuliffe wins, and they retain the House, and they have the Senate in in, uh, Richmond, Virginia, you're going to see the state depopulate. People leave, as you've seen New York depopulate, New Jersey depopulate, Illinois depopulate, even California depopulate. That is, of people who pay taxes and are productive and so forth. They're going to start leaving. Because it's a failed experiment. American Marxism, what the Democrat Party is doing today, is a failed experiment. And how many more times do you have to go through it in order to make a determination that it's a failed experiment. And, uh, and they have devoured various aspects of our culture. They absolutely have. All right. Let's see here. There was one other thing I wanted to play for you. Okay, yes. Randy Weingarten is sort of the dictator of the American Federations for Teachers. American, American Federation for Teachers. And she was the last speaker on behalf of uh, McAuliffe. She was the last speaker. And so he brings in the top union thug to cheer him on. And that's the issue. That's the problem. That's the issue. That's the problem. Now we're getting a few numbers in here. There's so few that that I think would be misleading to to discuss them with you. I mean 6,000 votes out of millions cast. But we are keeping an eye on it, 1% reported, and I'm not going to uh, jump in until we know something a little bit more. Now, I also want to remind the folks in New Jersey, uh, you have 45 minutes left to vote. So vote. It's very, very important. Very, very important. There are areas of New Jersey that have been Republican for so long, and they've turned Democrats, so many of them. Fight for your liberty. Fight for your private property. Fight off the tax man. Fight off government by voting. By voting. You have an opportunity now to demonstrate to this guy Murphy not to take you for granted. Now, it's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong, but it's always tough in a blue state. It's always tough in a blue state, but it can be done. You know, we've had more Republican governors in New Jersey over the last period of time than we have in the state of Virginia. Where that, Mr. Producer? Isn't that shocking? Absolutely shocking. Virginia has become, in many ways, a melting pot of immigrants who are, n- who are not assimilated into the state. Se- several are, don't get me wrong, but too many are not. Of people who've left blue states, come into Virginia and vote blue. And then, of course, so many people rely on government for their incomes, federal contractors and so forth, bureaucrats, that they want more and more government means more and more job security, as well as more benefits and bigger salaries for them. And so you get Northern Virginia. That's pretty much Northern Virginia. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Well, numbers are coming in, and I can see them right here. Uh, still not enough for us to make any determinations. Uh, it's too early. And let's see here. Yep, let me check a couple of sites here. This is all live and national. Yeah, I mean, we only have about 40,000 votes in, which is just not enough to make a determination here. You know, in some ways, this does remind you of how that vote came in uh, the Florida's governor's race, America. And Mr. Producer, remember that, how close it was? And you had a watch to the very end, didn't you? To the very end. And then uh, then the great Governor DeSantis, I think he won by like 40,000 votes overall. But uh, perhaps it'll be something along that nature, something of that sort. And just so you know, Mark Elias, as I understand it, my recollection could be wrong, he was pulled into that race too. No, he was, in fact. Uh, against Rick Scott, who, who defeated uh, Ben Nelson, the incumbent Democrat. And the Mar- Mark Elias was called into that, too. So I should point that out. We'll keep an eye on him. Now, Mark Elias, I think I've talked about him more than anybody else. Let me just point out that uh, this is from um, the Daily Signal. Lawyer Mark Elias has in some ways been the Democrats' farce gump of election controversy, showing up in the most high-profile election cases of the past two decades. His involvement spans the improbable Senate victory of comedian Al Franken in 08 to litigation both before and after the 2020 election. The lawyer's reputation may have been the reason a spokesperson for Virginia gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe suggested the campaign try to kill, quote-unquote, a Fox News story that the campaign paid 53 grand to hire Elias. I would suspect the reason they wanted to kill the story is that Mark Elias's clients are often candidates that lost elections. And no candidate wants to give the impression they're worried about losing, said our friend Hans von Spakovsky to the Daily Signal. I would also suggest more than that, that they know that he is a legal hitman and his reputation precedes him. And McAuliffe was governor from 2014 to 2018. And here are some things you should know about Elias, things that I've mentioned, but let's underscore them. Flipping elections are trying to do so. Elias helped to turn a few Democrats who appear to have lost on election night into winners. It was not part of the legal fight over Florida's electoral votes in the disputed 2000 election, but Elias was busy that year on the team that represented Democrat Maria Cantwell and her defeat uh, of incumbent Senator Slate Gordon, a Republican in Washington State. Out of nearly two and a half million votes cast, Cantwell emerged the winner with 2,200 votes. Eight years later, Elias represented the Franken campaign in Minnesota in that U.S. Senate race. It initially appeared that Senator Norm Coleman, the Republican incumbent, had won, but the election went into overtime with recounts. And the biography of Ellis on the website of Perkins Coy Law Firm boasts that the Coleman-Franklin race was the largest recount and contest in American history. Almost 3 million votes cast. Franklin trailed Coleman by 725 votes after Election Day. But after the first canvas, the incumbent's lead was slashed a little more than 200 votes. You get the drift. The recount dragged on for six months before the final tally showed Franklin squeaking by with 312 votes. But there's more. 
In 2010, the conservative group Minnesota Majority released an 18-month study that found at least 341 felons voting illegally in the Coleman-Franken contest, enough to have made the difference. That is, Coleman won. Most of those votes by felons were cast in the Minneapolis-St. Paul region, according to the study. Elias helped Franklin overturn the U.S. Senate race in Minnesota and raised millions of dollars for that effort, Von Spakovsky told the Daily Signal. They put together a complex political machine to count a lot of ballots that should not have been counted and rejected other ballots. Elias represented Democrat Mark Herring, the current Attorney General in Virginia. His razor-thin victory in 2013. On election night, Republican Mark Obenchain led Herring by 1,000 votes at a 2.2 million cast. But a week later, local election boards produced results putting Herring ahead by 164 votes statewide. And the state <coughs> excuse me, certified the results weeks later on November 25. Now I raised, I raised questions about this man that he was hired in order to try and steal an election, if it's close. And of course, Media Matters, Mediaite, other organizations of the hard radical left, supported by the hard radical left, attacked me. Said, here we go again, here we go again. But who cares what they say? Last year, Elias was unsuccessful <coughs> excuse me, in litigation in which Representative Ted Bradisky, Democrat New York, attempted to overturn his loss to Republican challenger Claudia Tenney. We had Claudia Tenney on this program at the time. That went on and on and on. And this is what the guy does. And he's paid an enormous amount of money for it. And I did that explanation for you a couple of weeks ago about all the tens of millions of dollars in dark money that is put behind his efforts. Tens of millions. Now he had a role in the Russia collusion narrative. Again, when I have better results, I will report them to you. The results are very skimpy right now. Um, he represented Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in 2016. Was responsible for hiring the opposition research firm that would prompt the narrative that Donald Trump's campaign conspired with the Russia government to win 2016. This is Elias. He hired Fusion GPS, which resulted in an anti-Trump document written by former British spy Christopher Steele, as you well know. And that became the basis for federal investigations into alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and Russian operatives to affect the outcome of the 2016 election. That's why we don't need lectures from them. Now, of course, it was debunked, but it didn't matter. The damage was done. In 2020, Elias led lawsuits all over the country to change state laws to allow for expanding mail-in and absentee voting and to allow the controversial practice of ballot harvesting. By April of last year, the lawyer had filed more than 20 lawsuits in 14 states and vowed to double that by the end of the election cycle. And he's founder of the Democracy Docket, a website devoted to election litigation. He began the 2020 election cycle as general counsel for Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, and he ended the year as lead counsel for Biden's presidential campaign, fighting lawsuits after, of course, he had launched so many of them himself. In March, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals sanctioned this guy and other lawyers with the Washington-based firm of Perkins Coie for filing a redundant and misleading motion in a case over a Texas law that scrapped Straight ticket voting. That's the sleaze that McCullough has hired. 
6% of the vote in, ladies and gentlemen. 6%. We're not sure from where. 6%. Yunkin, 52.3%. McCullough, 46.9%. Now, it means absolutely nothing. We're not sure where it's coming from. It will change when the early votes are all counted. I'll be right back. Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Fairfax County, Virginia, the biggest county in Virginia and a Democrat county, is delayed in reporting its early vote ballots. Nobody knows when to expect the votes to be counted, but it will not be by the county's self-imposed 8 p.m. deadline. Once again, Fairfax County is delayed in reporting its early vote ballots. The county will not, says it will not be be counted by the 8 p.m. deadline it set for itself. So I thought you should be made aware of this. New Jersey, we haven't forgotten about you. If you haven't voted, folks, you have a little over 20 minutes to get to the polling places. And, of course, uh, New York, you have till 9 p.m. Eastern time. 15% of the vote in, but remember what I just told you about Fairfax County, something very strange there. 15% of the vote in, 55.9% for Yunkin, 43.3% for McCullough. 15% of the vote in, as I'm watching the uh, Virginia State tallies, we're watching them directly. Lieutenant Governor candidate, 55% to 44.5%. Winsome Sears, who's wonderful. She was born in Jamaica, a black lady who is solid as a rock, conservative. And Jason Miares, uh, the son of a Cuban refugee, also he's terrific, 55.1%. 55.1%. Now, in Loudoun County, Virginia, which was ground zero which is unfortunately now a heavy Democrat county, with uh, 66.3% of the vote in. McCullough has 53.5%. Yunkin has 46%. Now what's interesting about that is, I believe that's significantly closer than it was um, in the uh, Trump versus Biden election uh, race, I should say. So that's very, very interesting. I'm looking at these northern, uh, the northern suburbs area where, where the heavy population exists. We don't have a single vote in yet from Fairfax County, Virginia. Not a single vote. Prince William County, which has also turned Democrat in the recent years, only 11.5% of the vote in. 53.5 for McCullough, 45.5 uh, for uh, Yunkin. Now keep something in mind. What I'm saying is, if Yunkin can keep the percentage vote of McCullough down, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. Uh, again, F- Fairfax County, not a single vote has been recorded yet. I, I don't get it. 
I don't get it. Now, another uh, Democrat area. Let's see here. Just give me a second. Henrico County. Let's look at Richmond City. Not a single vote in yet. I don't know why these cities aren't showing their votes. Henrico County, which has been uh, marginally Democrat of late, it's very close, 52.6 for McCullough, 46.4 for Yunkin, with almost 40% of the vote in. I'm just giving you a sense of what's going on. I've looked at Democrat counties and Republican counties, uh, which have much smaller votes in the rural areas and so forth. I mean, it's overwhelming. Rockingham County, 64% of the vote in. Yunkin has 81.4% of the vote. Uh, but again, much smaller votes in Buchanan County. Yunkin has 84.5% of the vote. I mean, these are big numbers. Scott County with 25% of the vote, and Yunkin has 89.7% of the vote. Uh, let's see here. Carroll County, Yunkin has 87% of the vote. He's going to need all this because the suburbs where the heavy population is. So you add up these rural areas or more rural areas, southwestern Virginia and so forth. He's going to need all this, but he's getting 8 out of 10 votes, 9 out of 10 votes. Right, Mr. Producer? That's quite significant. I'm just looking around the state as I move along here. Um, Let's see here. Let's go towards Virginia Beach, which is a relatively heavy Democrat uh, location uh, in uh, Brunswick County. Uh, 51.2 for McCulloch. Virginia Beach, the city now, 12% of the vote in, 59.2% for Yunkin. That's Virginia Beach City. Now this is getting very interesting, folks. I see why it's... Wow, look at this. About 80% of the vote in Loudoun County, Virginia. Which in the last election won heavy Democrat, 52.9% for McCulloch, 52.9% and 46.7% for Yunkin. It's about a 7,500 vote differential with 80% of the vote in. If it stays like that, that is a big deal in Loudoun County, Virginia. That would be a big deal. And again, I'm, I'm moving back. Look, you've got to be with me on this. You've got to be like a, a, an election nerd, like I am in many respects. Look at this. One second. Let me move this, this down here. Very, very interesting as we continue. Fairfax County. <laughs> Still no votes. Honestly, folks, I don't know what the hell that's about. It really is uh, quite troubling to me. Now, Chesterfield County, with 70% of the vote in, Marginally Republican County. Uh, We see here that Yunkin has 53.7% of the vote. That's good. As we go along here, I'm trying to to educate the country about these various counties here. Uh, Hanover, that's a Republican county. Stafford, that's a Republican county. Uh, You know, there's many more Republican counties than there are Democrat counties. But again, it's the... uh, it's the percentage of the vote that matters. It is, uh, I'm just saying, for Yunkin to be this close in Loudoun County, it's about uh, 53 to 47. 
that's really pretty good so far. There's also a very important delegate race. In fact, there are delegate races all over the state. Because those delegate races will determine, every single delegate is up in the state assembly. Uh, and that, that will determine, of course, uh, who... who uh, that would be very, very important. Fauquier County, which is the county just west of Loudoun County, 44% of the vote in. Yunkin, 69.3% of the vote. Again, the populations are much smaller. Um, as I move through here, just bear with me. Uh, all right. I'll tell you what, we should have more when we return, and I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. On this Fairfax County, state party officials say that Fairfax is going to release a partial count of their early vote in person uh, ballot count. They have to rescan a portion of them. They will release the portion of what they have completed. Uh, sounds like the rest of it will come later tonight. Unclear what is complete as of right now. So I'm going to look at Fairfax County right now. Fairfax County, give me a second. They're showing uh, 32% of the vote in. And again, we don't know what this is. 73.7% for McAuliffe, 25.7% for Yunkin. 98,000 versus 34,000. So we'll need to keep an eye on that. Overall, with uh, 26% of the vote in, Yunkin has 52.4%. Terry McAuliffe has 46.9%. So that's uh, 52.4 to 46.9. So we'll see how this shakes out. Uh, And uh, I would encourage you to stay exactly where you are. All right, let me see here. 27% of the vote in. It's about the same, 52.3%. Let me go back. Again, I'm going to keep my eye on this Fairfax County. Hasn't moved. Still 32% of the vote in. I'm looking around... uh, these bigger counties, with 77% of the vote in, Loudoun County, it's about 53 to 47%. Okay. Prince William, another county that's gone Democrat, 53 to 46%. That's why he needs to build up enough of these numbers, you see, in these other areas of the state, uh, which I'm looking at now. Let's see, Richmond, not, not in yet. Bear with me, folks, as I go through this. Hampton, a Democrat area, 61.9%. Uh, okay, these Republican areas, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. There's just not heavy, heavy counties with Republican, you know, overwhelming Republican numbers. There's smaller counties, more rural counties. Uh, and uh, that's the situation there. Again, I want to remind the people in New Jersey, please vote. Please vote while you can. Time's running out. Vote while you can. Time is running out. Okay, let's see here. I wish we could. All right, Prince William County, not enough in. 13%. Loud, loud now is at 80%. 
No change there. We're talking about a difference of less than 8,000 votes in Loudoun County out of 120, over 120,000 votes cast. So again, the goal is to keep the number down. I mean, the hope is that the number is kept down in these Democrat areas where the heavier populations are. Now, thus, I could be wrong. It does happen from time to time. I feel like that's happening. I still feel like this is going to be very, very close. Uh, we only have 27% of the vote in statewide. We're all sitting around waiting, wondering what the hell happened to Fairfax County. Also remember the early voting was, to be, was, was expected to help Terry McAuliffe more than Yunkin. So this could be very, very interesting. Again, that's just a historic perspective, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. So we'll see. Again, in New Jersey, you've got seven minutes. And look, New Jersey's been known to have upsets to throw Democrats out. They've been known to throw Democrats out. I remember Florio. I remember the other guy that got caught in a woman's dress or something. What was his name, Mr. Brady? Do you remember that guy? He doesn't remember. Maybe you're too young. I forget the guy's name. The wife left him and everything else. Uh, he was living a lie. As the, Jim McGreevy, that's right. Jim McGreevy. Uh, and then, of course, we had uh, Chris Christie for two terms. Uh, right now, Yunkin is just shy of 100,000 votes more than McAuliffe um, at 54.3%. We're now 33% of the vote in, so it jumped from 27% of the vote in to 33%. Yunkin's at 54.3%. Terry McAuliffe's at 45%. Um, I keep bringing up Fairfax County because it concerns me. It's the biggest county. Numbers are going to start flowing in. Something's going on with the count that they're rescanning there. Uh, I'm not being uh, provocative here. I'm just telling you the facts. That's what's going on. And so it does, of course, raise a question. Let's see here. One second. I want to check one other thing. One more second. Uh, no more update. Let me go back to Fairfax County, folks. I actually have to take this and scroll over it. Stuck at 32%. Prince William County, 21%. These are the big counties. All right, let's see here. Let's poke off another one. Um, just bear with me. Now, it's a little tighter in Loudoun by 1,000 votes. 67,000 essentially to 60,000 with 82.2% in. Too bad he didn't take Loudoun. He would have thought he would. But I'm going to tell you what's going on here. More and more people are moving from blue areas like Washington, D.C., Maryland and elsewhere into Northern Virginia and the developers in Northern Virginia and the local governments are making it easier because they're building very dense type of developments very dense type of developments and so more and more people are moving in and uh, what's happening is when you get uh, bigger and bigger government more and more people moving in from blue states you turn a a red apple blue state Virginia a big-time Red Apple Blue State, Virginia, uh, into a Democrat state. As of right now, with 33% of the vote in, it's Yunkin, 54.2%, McAuliffe, 45.1%. Still too early. 
The big tomato's still out there, the big tamale. And now New Jersey's closing very, very shortly, and we'll keep an eye on that as well. Stick with us. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We're on top of the election. We're not going to take any calls, so those of you who have called, I apologize. Um... We are watching New Jersey now. No, nothing in New Jersey has come forward yet. And we're going back to uh, Virginia. And I'm looking here with over 40% of the vote in. It is 55.8% for Yunkin, 43.5% for McAuliffe. And let me, let me tell you what's going on. McAuliffe and the Democrats are praying to God that Fairfax County gives them this victory. That's what they're doing. Now 44% of the vote in, almost 56% for Yonkin, and about 43.5% for McAuliffe. Because that county, with a couple of others, they hope will save them. And I am very disturbed, and I'm not saying it's anything nefarious, I am very disturbed that that county, let me just check one more time before I say it, bear with me folks, is stuck at 32% of the vote in. I guess it's going to be the last county to count votes, huh, Mr. Producer? Apparently it is. Heavy Democrat county, the biggest county in Virginia, it has the ability to, to, to push an election. They were going to have their early vote count completed seven minutes ago. Now they're having to rescan. Now they're having to rescan. And so uh, serious questions <coughs> excuse me, can and should be raised about this, even if it's a question of, of, uh, of incompetence. Um, if you were to ask me which camp I would prefer to be in right now, I would say Yunkin's camp. I would say Yunkin's camp. Now, it looks like the uh, tallying of the vote in some of these other counties has stopped right now, uh, including not stopped but have frozen in many ways. Uh, it could be that it's just taking time to uh, to pull it together here. Um, I'm looking at, I'm trying to find Chester County because Chester County is a big deal. Just bear with me. Why? Because it's, in many ways it is uh, indicative of how these elections turn out. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Okay. Well, I just had it. Well, maybe not. Just bear with me. Chesapeake. No, that's not the one I want. All right, folks, I'm sorry. This is live uh, radio. I'm doing the best I can. All right, let's look over at New Jersey. If we have any numbers, nothing yet. Too early to call. Jack Cinarelli has given uh, Phil Murphy a run for his money. And we'll see if there's enough people who've had enough of Murphy. Murphy said, by the way, if you don't like high taxes, then maybe you should leave New Jersey. This is crazy. If you don't like high taxes, maybe you should leave New Jersey. 
Well, that's what exactly people are doing. But a lot of people can't leave New Jersey. They have homes there. They have businesses there. They have jobs there. And they don't want to leave New Jersey. There's a lot going for New Jersey, except the government gets in the way. Except the government gets in the way. Which is absolutely true. And Fairfax County is stuck at 32%. And um, just I'm just looking at, let's see, any of these other suburban counties. Prince William County, there's a 3,000 vote differential. I'm telling you, if these numbers stay tight like this, uh, that'll be extremely good news for Yunkin. But I am concerned again, one more time, about Fairfax County. And uh, let's see here. All right, Mr. Producer. Maybe we should take a call as we're sitting here waiting because numbers are stuck. Do we have any caller or did we clean the board? All right. Who do you recommend? Go ahead. WMAL, Rachel Alexandria, Virginia, as we wait for more input from the state. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for okay. taking my call. I'll make this as quick as possible. I went to, I'm an Alexandria City resident. Went to the Samuel W. Turner School to vote. I was asked for ID. I pulled my mask down. The girl said, no, you don't need to do that. And I said, well, how do you know it's me? So she didn't say anything. So then I Well, wait a minute. Did you have to show a driver's license? Yes. Well, that's, I guess, how she knew. Anyway, go ahead. No, but my face was covered. I see. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, but you know what? I walk around with a mask on and people say, hey, Mark, how are you? Wow. You know what I mean? Because you can well, see enough of the face. Um, so I, I don't want to create, you know, skepticism in every respect here. I think what's going Listen, you live close to Fairfax County. Don't you think this is weird? Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, it's absolutely weird. It's especially um, when I called the registrar and she just um, didn't give me any information. She was really nasty to me and just um, said it's the law to ask for ID. And all right. because Thank you. I, I don't want all these kind of calls, Richie V. It's not going to do anything. There are millions and millions of people voting. To have somebody call and say they had a tough time is not going to, it's not representative or illustrative of anything. I'm back at Loudoun County, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, 95% of the vote in, and it jumped. 55.3% for McAuliffe, 44.2% for Yunkin. Um, and so that is a 16,000 vote lead from what was less than 8,000. With 95% of the vote in there. Bear with me. Um, still looking. Let's go through a few. That's why I'm looking at these big counties now. Fairfax. Prince William County. No movement there in terms of vote numbers. Arlington County. This is the most Democrat county. McAuliffe has almost 80% of the vote. 79.6 versus 19.9. So there's a lot to wait for. There's a lot at stake. And I'm going to tell you something. That's 40% of the vote in. Some people just don't give a damn. They will vote for party no matter what. Because they think they're going to get more freebies. Or they work for the federal government. Or a federal contractor. God knows what. Not everybody, of course. But a whole lot of people. 
And so that has an impact. And I think that's what you see in these counties. 42% of the vote in, 55.3 Yunkin, 44% McAuliffe. Let's take a look at New Jersey. Not enough to report in New Jersey. The numbers are starting to trickle in. Uh, So we shall see. Not enough yet, as I'm watching this. You know, Yunkin has about 100 and, let's count this up, 70,000 vote lead over McAuliffe. But a big shift can occur with Fairfax County. You know, you can lose it by 200, 300,000 votes. That's why, that's why it is troubling me that it's stuck. And you remember, in 2020, election night, as Trump was piling up numbers, piling up numbers, piling up numbers, then Northern Virginia pops up all of a sudden. I don't know why Fairfax County is always late. There's an awful lot of technological companies there and techies there and so forth. I have no idea why it's always late. Well, maybe I do. But it's frequently late. All right, I'm looking at another, another location, if you will. Um, same thing. All right, as we wait for more information, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Jersey, tell what's going on there, that's for sure. We now have half the vote in in Virginia, and uh, Youngkin's leading by almost 200,000 votes. Now you might say, that's a comfortable lead. It's not comfortable enough for me, because that Fairfax County is a monster. And uh, I'm looking now, yeah, and and what's... It's difficult to tell. We're looking at different uh, information on these different charts. So, for instance, one has it with 7.6% of the precincts in, 71.8% for McAuliffe, 27.7% for Yunkin. And then we look elsewhere, and we see in Fairfax, Virginia, still 32% in, close, 73.7%, in terms of... Uh, of of the two uh, information sources. So it's tough to tell. That said, you can see how big that county is and why it has a lot of sway. And by the way, when I first moved to this area, Fairfax County was a Republican county. They had a Republican school board, a Republican board of supervisors, and a Republican congressman. Loudoun County was a relatively small county, population-wise, <clears throat> and was heavily Republican. These are the northern counties. Prince William County, another one of the northern counties, was also Republican. Arlington County was Democrat, but it wasn't Democrat, you know, like votes you see uh, for Vladimir Putin in Russia. So these, these counties outside of Washington, D.C. were Republican counties for the most part. Arlington County was the least Republican, but it's not a massive population there. And so when you had these suburbs around Washington Republican and the rest of the state mostly heavily Republican, you could see why Reagan won Virginia massively. 
why George H.W. Bush won Virginia and so forth. And you see what's happened to Virginia. It's happening to Georgia. They're trying to do this to Texas now, and they're trying to do it to Florida. And that's what's going on. They're trying to ensure that the outcomes are victory for the Democrats. It's not, they don't want everyone to vote. They want the Democrats to win. That's the bottom line. That's how this works. Everyone vote. You can see it with the immigration policy. Everybody's in except the Cubans. Why? Because they tend to vote Republican. Can't have them. It has an impact. These are southern states. These are southern, uh, excuse me, southern states that are voting like northern states because in many of these states there's more northerners than there are southerners at this point. Like northern Virginia, where the heavy population is, around the government. And these are some of the wealthiest counties in the country, again, because your tax dollars in the rest of the country are washed through these counties. They're washed through these counties. These northern Virginia, particularly Loudoun County, by the way. As I've mentioned before, approximately 80% of all the internet traffic in the entire world, excuse me, in the entire country, goes through Loudoun County. They have these football-sized buildings, one after another after another, no windows, and so forth. I'm just giving you a warning about these northern counties with the waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. How come the rural counties can get their votes in faster than the northern counties? Which supposedly have, uh, you know, all kinds of advanced machines and technologies and so forth. How come? Okay, let me see here. Any changes? No, we're stuck at 51% right now statewide. Um, and you see it's starting just to nibble away, Mr. Producer. We were at 200,000, right? Now he has 190,000 lead. That is Yunkin. 55.7 to 43.6. And that's how this works. All right, Mr. Producer, who is a good caller that's not going to tell me that somebody looked at them funny? Buffalo, New York, XM Satellite, Trish, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for taking my call. I uh, know You have a crazy election for mayor there, man. Buffalo, go ahead. Oh, yeah, and uh, Erie County is reporting very low voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, suburbs are wild, but uh, city, uh, very low enthusiasm, which is Is that good or scary. bad? I don't think that's good because it was a low turnout in the primary, and India Walton came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's a radical not, kook just for the rest of the country. Go ahead. Absolutely. And so my point in calling is, you know, New York is by and large geographically red. And I'm calling, as you were pleading to get Virginians out to the polls, I'm asking uh, that New York citizens who have not yet voted to get out if 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 it's not because they're enthusiastic about who's running, it's to turn that ballot over and vote no on every single one of the five propositions that are on the um, the ballot. They are dangerous, uh, <clears throat> would seal the deal uh, on this state uh, forever being 
progressive. I won't even say liberal, I would say. By the way, you have this Letitia James who wants to be governor. That'll be the end of that. Uh, forget about She's it. a and, complete nut job. Yeah, and New York Times comes out and publishes an article about how all of these problems, just the, it is deceptive language because we have a supermajority of not liberals, but progressives. In no, Albany. Marxists. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. There's a lot of elections in a lot of towns across America right now. I wish I could cover them all. But if I could, I'd have to talk very, very fast, and you wouldn't even be able to follow me, and it wouldn't matter. So substantively, it wouldn't matter. We don't have enough numbers on all these cities. Uh, I will remind you that several days ago, Fox News reported, if it's a photo finish between McAuliffe and Youngkin, balance received after Election Day could be pivotal. Quote, Scott Konopesek, director of elections for Fairfax County, the state's most populous county, told Fox News that, and I quote, it's a possibility that we will have to wait until Friday to know the winner in Virginia's gubernatorial election. Well, that was quite prescient, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? Now, what they meant by that are these votes that occur, um, you know, uh, that, are, that are postmarked today but show up on Friday. But this is uh, what I'm talking about here is this guy sort of predicted we may have to wait till Friday to know the reason. Unless, of course, somehow McAuliffe wins, then we never have to wait. Right? We never have to wait three days to figure out an election if they declare themselves winners. If they declare themselves winners. All right, let's take another caller, please. Go right ahead. WPHT, Angelo listening. You must be South or Central Jersey. How are you? Hey, this is Angelo. How you doing, Mark? All right, friend. Go right ahead. Well, first of all, I rocked the vote today. I went out against the big monster and put my vote in and felt good about it, and it was a pretty brisk turnout all day. But what do I do as a father who has raised his children as a as a conservative father, and when my children left before going away to college, were did you have them read American my, Marxism? American Marxism, but now what has to happen is you have to fight them with facts. I can't raise your kids. What I would do is give them the copy of American Marxism and have them read it. It's the best I can do as a as, as a as a person who who's not involved in raising kids, and that might not even work. But that's what I would do. I'll be right back. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. All right, we have uh, 55% of the vote in. With uh, Yunkin now 55.3%, McAuliffe 44.1%, and Yunkin's back to over 200,000 vote lead, 204,000 to be exact. Let's look down the rest of this here. Lieutenant Governor, fantastic woman, Winsome Sears, um, 55.4%, 44.6%, she's in the lead. Over a million votes as well. Right behind uh, Yunkin in terms of numbers. 
and so is the Attorney General candidate. They're all at, a, at the about the 55% range, 55%, and um, with 55% of the vote in. Now, as I'm looking here, Youngkin is doing extremely well in the rural areas. There's not enough votes there, but he needs to do extremely well. In Loudoun County, this is important. Um, he's got 44.5% with 98% of the vote. I think Loudoun County went for Biden like by 20, 21%. So um, he's about, uh, so he's uh, 10 and a half behind. That may not be a bad sign. And now it looks like Fairfax County is starting to come in, Mr. Producer. Am I right about that? We'll take a closer look at that in just a moment. I am, um, damn, the show's almost over. That's frustrating as hell. I could do another three hours of this. I'm starting to feel pretty decent about this, Mr. Producer. Now, I I don't want to make a prediction, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those things, you know. The uh, the closeness of this, but this is so weird. You got one site saying fifty three percent of the Fairfax vote in, and I know that's not correct. Just looking at the number, so uh, these sites are screwed up. Let me let me see with this. Isn't that weird? It's not making any sense whatsoever. Ninety eight percent of the pre. Wait a minute. Fairfax thirty one point six percent of the vote in. I can't make head nor tails of this, but I will tell you what it says. Fairfax County, 67.7% of the vote in, 150,238 from McAuliffe. Yunkin, 70,576. That's 31.8%. 31.8%. I think this is going to be a damn close election. Back to Prince William. Two-thirds of the vote in there. 53% to 46.2. What does that mean? 33,000 to 29,000. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Give me another second. Loudoun County, uh, same thing. With 98% of the vote in. Arlington County doesn't. Uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's Putin territory. Although... Uh, Youngkin made up a little bit of ground there, 78% to 21%. If he can hold down this vote. Another Democrat county, 52 to 47% for McAuliffe, but not a huge, uh, a huge number. I'm just going through the state with you folks. Henrico County, 54 to 44 McAuliffe. This is uh, outside of, uh, of Richmond, Virginia. Richmond being another Democrat stronghold. Okay, let's see. Now, one of the things I cannot tell you is if the number of voters in some of these counties is more than typical. I know statewide the number of votes uh, are, in fact, uh, larger than they were four years ago in a, uh, in a race for governor. Let me try and find Chesterfield here. There it is, Chesterfield. Now, this is important. Uh, before the election, Chesterfield was w- said to be one of the bellwether counties 
in the state of Virginia. It's one of the counties that tends to predict who the governor will be. We'll see. But with 86% of the vote in, Youngkin is leading 40,768 to 32,722, 55 to 44%. Chesterfield County, uh, which was, could have gone Republican or Democrat, used to be solidly Republican. Now let's look at Virginia Beach, another population center where... um, uh, where Yunkin spent a lot of time, quite frankly. Hold on now. I'm trying to get this. <laughs> My hand is shaking. I'm trying to get the... Uh, there it is. No, that's not Chester. Hold on. Well, I'm having some difficulty finding it. Chesterfield. Mr. Producer, can you find Chesterfield? Because that's considered another one. That's considered another uh, Bellwether County... There it is, Chesterfield. Well, look at that. Yunkin, 50... Well, I already did Chesterfield. I'm trying to find Virginia Beach. All right. Let's take a call while I'm looking for... Say it again, Rich. Wow, Virginia Beach is 58%. Yunkin, 41%. McAuliffe, what percentage in? 51%. That is a good sign. That is a good sign. Virginia Beach City, that is. Virginia Beach City. As I say, you spend a lot of time there because it has, it has a, let's see, it's got a real population there. With half the vote in, it's 46,000 to 32,000. That is very good. So um, let's take one more look, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, at Fairfax County. Damn this thing. Now that's interesting, isn't it? 67 to 31. Actually, 68 to 32. If he can keep that under, if he can keep that at like 67, 68% for Democrats, he's going to win this thing. Again, it's a big county, so I don't know what parts of the county we're talking about. But if he can do that, keep that down, he can win this thing. How could he would win this thing? All right. To whom shall I speak, Mr. Producer? Fairfax County, Virginia, the great WMAL. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great, Mark. You're you're amazing. Love you so much. And I'm not boring all, everybody. All the things you did to help. Well, pardon? I'm not boring everybody. Then I'm trying my best to pull in the actual you're numbers. You're not boring anyone. And it's great news with Virginia Beach. That's really, really great news because it, they sometimes don't always come our way. No, so that's, that's a big great, deal. Great news. But I just wanted to let you know, I just came from the polling place. I was a poll poll watcher all day. And just so your listeners know, the process for closing up the polls and calling in the numbers is extremely difficult and, and very onerous. I mean, you have to, you know, double check and double check. And we had six, we had six election officers in our polling precinct. And it took... An hour, and we got all the numbers right. Now, mm-hmm. if they don't get the numbers right first time, if then you know they don't add up to the numbers that came through, you know the people who came through the door, mm-hmm. all the machines checked, everything's checked against the ballots, and then, you know, if you have one that's off, it's going to take, you know, longer and longer process. So mm-hmm. I'm just calling to let you know that it's 
I think the reason why Fairfax County is always so late is because they have a lot of people coming through these precincts. And I know, but they said they would be done at 8. I didn't announce that, and uh, now they're rescanning. You think they're rescanning to double-check, or they're rescanning because there was a screw-up? Yeah, there's probably because there was a screw-up. They may mm-hmm. not be rescanning, but they're double-crossing, you know, checking everything against everything else that came through, the provisional ballots. I mean, there are things that happen in the polling places today. It's shocking to me. You know, there's this kind of discrepancy. This person forgot their ID, but they, you know, can fill out a form, and they have to sign mm-hmm. an affidavit, and then you've got the provisional ballot. So there's lots of, yeah, kind all of the crap things that happen. Yeah, exactly, that can happen. And then, then you get a big precinct, and I have to say, I was in one of the... I would say the most diverse areas of the county, mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of work to do because it was, I mean, three times over for McAuliffe in the precinct I was in, and it was very discouraging to see. Maybe we can work these- our brains out, and it's not going to matter. That's part of the problem. All right, Rebecca, I want to thank you very, very much. On the ground, working hard, a great patriot, a great patriot. Uh, by my look here, the biggest county is Fairfax County. It's 67.7% right now for McAuliffe. If you can keep it at that level, that's good news. Next, Prince William County. It's uh, 53% for McAuliffe. That's not a runaway. Then Virginia Beach City. Third, where Yunkin has 58% of the vote. And McAuliffe has 40 then you go to Loudoun County, where uh, Yunkin's doing better than four years ago. He's still losing it, don't get me wrong. 55 to 44.5. Then we have Chesterfield County, I mentioned, where Yunkin is at 55% to 44%. That's very, very good. Then we have um, Henrico County, Richmond. 97% of the vote in. McAuliffe at 54%. I don't think that's super good. Norfolk City, again, Democrat stronghold. McAuliffe at 60%. Then you have Chesapeake City, where uh, Yunkin is at 63%, and so forth. So those are the bigger counties. Now, in the other counties, almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them, in the rest of the state, Yunkin is leading significantly. And that's where you roll up the, the, uh, the rural vote and so forth, which is coming in at a very, very significant number for, uh, for Yunkin. So let me look at this right now. Yunkin has about a 200, over 200,000 lead with 63% of the voting. And I'm just telling you, this Fairfax County is what, what concerns me. And so when I'm off the air, and I'm going to be off the air in, uh, in about, uh, what is it, 23 minutes or so? Uh, these are the 13 minutes? Good God. I'm telling you, I should do an extra hour. I'd do a podcast or something. This is ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, let's see here. So I just want you to know, I'm giving a slight advantage to Yunkin. I'm giving a slight advantage to Yunkin. 
That is my view of what's taking place here, uh, the way this is playing out. And um, we shall see what takes, care, what takes place here. Now, can I tell you what I really think, Mr. Producer? I think Youngkin's going to pull it off. I think all three statewide candidates are going to pull it off. I think it's going to be close. Folks, I could be wrong. I'm not, you know, Nostradamus. But I'm just looking at these numbers. And again, I don't know what's going on with Fairfax County. But I think he'll pull it off. If he doesn't, don't be mad at me. Hey, Mark, you told us. I'm just, people ask, what do you think? Tell me what you think. That's what I think. That's what I think. I can't be sure. It'll also depend on how many votes are outstanding until Friday and blah, blah, blah. And that sort of thing. But I think that's where we are. Do I need to take a break? I'll be right back. in. So here I am with watching Fairfax County. It's my belief by looking at these numbers, given how extraordinarily well Youngkin is doing in the in the Republican rural areas how he has flipped a couple of counties, and even in the northern suburbs, northern Virginia, where the Democrats rack up their votes, they're racking up a lot of votes, but still they need to rack up, I think, more than they are. I think it'll be close, but I think it's Youngkin's. And I not only think he's going to win, I think all three of them are going to win, lieutenant governor and attorney general. Don't get mad at me tomorrow, but I'm just looking at this. This is what I think. I don't think all of a sudden Fairfax County is going to swing ultra hard and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of votes. We'll see. But if I were a betting man, and I am, I'm betting on Yunkin. So we shall see. So uh, I will be leaving the air in what, two minutes, Mr. Producer? I will be leaving the air quite soon. And uh, people have asked me what I think is going to happen. And what I think is going to happen is that... uh, Youngkin's going to pull it off, and uh, Sears is going to pull it off, and Mayaris is going to pull it off. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, and Attorney General. I'm not Nostradamus, but I, I'm just looking at the areas where Youngkin needed to perform. He outperformed what people thought he would do. And uh, in areas where the Democrats, you know, really need to hit a grand slam... Some of these places, it looks like they hit a double, maybe a triple, but they didn't hit a grand slam. So uh, I'm just observing this. He did better in Loudoun County than four years ago. He's doing better in Fairfax County, (coughs) excuse me, than four years ago. He's mopping up the Republican rural areas of the state. I mean, he's getting 80, 90 percent in some of these counties. I hope I'm right. I believe I am. Time will tell. 64% of the vote is in, and we're still sitting around waiting for Fairfax County. But hopefully he'll, he'll gather enough votes, where in the end it won't matter that much. Thanks for sticking with me, folks. The good, the bad, the ugly as we go through this. I'm doing it live, and I will see you tomorrow. Good luck to us. God bless. <laughs>